literally what we've just witnessed here is another barrage of rockets. Look here, you see the tracer fire, the, the Iron Dome missiles come up to intercept missiles coming from Gaza. You'll hear the explosions. There's Iron Dome being fired up all around us right now. It's illuminating the sky here. The bangs of the Iron Dome intercepting the rockets that are being fired from Gaza just a couple of miles away, literally exploding in the sky above us here. This is what we've been seeing happening over the past perhaps 10 or 15 minutes. I'm just going to go silent so you can listen to it. And that's how it is. As quickly as it begins, it's over. Those Iron Dome missiles, they are tracking and intercepting those rockets that come from Gaza. They, they are able to detect where the rockets are flying, then they are fired up, the Iron Dome missiles are fired up and they intercept them in the air. You can just see where the, where the impact bursts were uh, in the sky above us now. Another one being fired up over there, John, if you can see it flying up here. And behind us here above Gaza as well, they're flying up. There's another salvo coming in. I'll go quiet, we can listen. That's Israel's Iron Dome defensive system working to protect the people of Israel this evening. Those missiles are coming out of Gaza, perhaps two and a half miles, well, Gaza is two and a half miles away. The missiles coming from within Gaza there. Uh, for the citizens, the Israeli civilians who live in the towns, Sikkim, Ashkelon, Ashdod, who live along, uh, uh, along the coastline here, these Iron Dome rockets are protecting them and their families. And this is very much how the situation is playing out this evening. It is very dynamic. We've heard airstrikes going into Gaza. We've heard helicopter gunships supporting the Israeli Defense Forces on the ground. We saw a tank, an Israeli tank maneuvering down here just earlier on. And we saw what appeared to be a big column of Israeli Special Forces taking off up the highway here going someplace we don't know. But it is a very, very active night here right now. Nick, you know, watching you, I think it's just is worth, you're, you're literally watching, you know, what the, the IDF uh, colonel was just saying. You say that they can't say that they control Israel right now, controls all of its own territory. There is still active fighting. And even now, you talk about 2,200 rockets. You're witnessing more attempts coming in even now. And that's despite the fact that we know uh, the IDF have been uh, targeting areas within Gaza, Hamas militant areas within Gaza, where they believe rockets are fired, manufactured. They've been targeting those through the day. But it seems very clear, and not surprisingly, that in their planning, Hamas knew there would be response from the Israeli Defense Force when they began with that, that, that salvo of 2,200 missiles this morning. Uh, they clearly protect some of their missiles. They choose other launch positions for those missiles. They've been doing this for a long time, and they continue to do it. And despite the attacks going into Gaza this evening, standby. Hamas still able to fire several salvos out. Each time those Iron Dome uh, defense systems kick in, that is 
in response to another salvo of missiles being fired from Gaza. So I would say in the last 10, 15, 20 minutes perhaps, we've had at least four significant salvos fired out in this area alone, and we were able to see salvos being intercepted further south of us in the direction further down the Gaza Strip in that, in that direction, Aaron. And Nick, one other thing you mentioned that you saw as these rockets are coming in, the Iron, Iron Dome, of course, Israel's uh, you know, missile defense system, uh, which, which they have already made clear that they are, are going to be seeking more support for from the United States. You mentioned that uh, Israel commandos, Israeli commandos that you saw uh, going on in operation. Also a reminder that what you're witnessing right now, uh, live commando operations, uh, hostage rescue situations, I mean, all of this is happening in real time. Who knows where that particular group was going? Absolutely. The, the checkpoint here is the limit of confirmed Israeli 100% control of their own territory. When you go beyond there, you get very close to Gaza. You get to the area that was infiltrated. If you go over the hill to the side here, and John's just pointing the camera over those electricity pylons, just over that hill is the sea. We were told earlier this evening Hamas militants tried to come in to Israeli territory from the sea over there. That was this evening. So it is very active. It is happening in real time. Troops are moving by here. Tanks are moving by here. Iron Dome intercepts are happening literally over our heads. And just on the horizon there, one of those battles for, the, for, for a, a direct confrontation between the IDF and Hamas militants this evening, where you can see the light on the skyline, Starot, in that vicinity, we understand there is still active operations ongoing or have been until very, very recently. It is extremely fluid here right now. All right, Nick, thank you very much. And we'll continue uh, to go to Nick as he uh, witnesses more of what is what is a war and what is an operation where Israel is still right now struggling to retain and defend uh, the limits of, of, of what is defined as its, as its own territory uh, 24 hours after all this began. Retired Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling is with me. He's the former Army Commanding General Europe and the 7th Army. Uh, he was in Israel uh, dozens of times, providing air defense support to their army, has visited their election collection headquarters as well. Robin Wright is with us, fellow at the Woodrow Wilson International Center, and Philip Smith, former SOAR fellow at the Washington Institute for Near East Policy. So I'm grateful very much, uh, all of us are, to have all three of you. General Hurtling, you see what Nick is witnessing. Uh, these are live pictures uh, from, from where he is, about five five to six miles ago, five to six miles away from uh, Starod. Uh, what, what do you make of this, General, that this is all happening now, and we're 24 hours into this, and, and the IDF itself admits that they have still not yet been able to uh, retain, to, to gain back control of all of their territory? Yeah, a couple things, Aaron. First, I'd say what you're seeing and what Nick's seeing in very courageous reporting is a lot of rockets and artillery. That is certainly not unusual coming out of the Gaza. That's what they have done since they established themselves back right. in the early 2000s. What's interesting, though, to me, when I woke up this morning and got the call from CNN, what was interesting to me was the other synchronized assaults. Nick mentioned the, the naval Hello. assault. There have been drones being used. The Literally armor, the, the forces of Hamas going off in different directions through their gates, 
the drones that they have been using, the denial of, of uh, services from cyber attacks. This is a very pretty, this is a very synchronized assault by Hamas. This is an organization that in the past has only used uh, uh, rockets and artillery as well as suicide bombers. They have never attacked the way they're attacking right now, capturing prisoners, killing soldiers, uh, dropping drone bombs on tanks. This is very different than it's ever been before, and it's going to have quite a different repercussion. And Robin, you know, to that effect, you know, the, the synchronized nature of this, the former uh, former Israeli prime minister was telling me earlier, this clearly took months to plan, right? This isn't just a small thing with they, the kind of ordinary rocket situation. This is unprecedented in its scale, in its scope, uh, and land, air, sea, the hostages, all of it. How surprised were you to see Hamas able to do this with whatever support they may have had, whatever help, whatever assistance, how surprised were you to see this? I think everyone was surprised by the sophistication of this attack, the multiple layers. Uh, and what's also striking is just how vulnerable Israel is. This, this was not just an intelligence failure by Israel, but also by its closest allies, including the United States, mm -hmm. that no one saw that this was uh, a, a multiple layer, very sophisticated, far more advanced than anything any extremist militia um, in, among the Palestinians has been able to do. So uh, as this plays out, I think there will be a lot of questions about uh, how does Israel protect itself down the road? And can you actually eliminate Hamas as a threat? You may be, may be able to behead it, uh, eliminate some of its leaders, uh, uh, attack a lot or destroy a lot of its equipment. But how it will Israel in the long term be able to deal with an issue that at the end of the day is really political in nature. And there's no sign that of any willingness by either side to compromise. And that does that mean that even if this one leads to a ceasefire, an end of a cessation of hostilities, a return of hostages, that the, the issues that led to this attack are still out there and still dangerous for Israel? Out there, and, and, and Philip, in many ways, still metastasizing. Into uh, to that question, I want to show some images that we have out of Tehran tonight. And this shows Iranians celebrating Hamas. So after the attacks today in Israel, there were celebrations on the streets in uh, Tehran. What does this signal, these images, this response, when we talk about what happened here and who aided, abetted, made it happen, what does this say to you, Philip? that at 100% Iran was behind it. Um, and I think it's a bit of a mischaracterization to say merely Hamas was behind this. Uh, a number of different factions that are controlled directly by the Iranians, new groups too, uh, were all active in this really cohesive operation. 